Attention. This podcast will make you happy, make you sad, believe and make you mad, but they're sure to make you feel included. The things they talk about are completely random. It's story time with Matthew Haslam Hammond. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Storytime with Matthew Hazel Hammond, the podcast where you, the member of the general public, will gab and tell your story. Why? Because everybody has a story. Um, this podcast is always sponsored by the Pass to Assist pod. Follow Callum, Jack, Carl and Doug as they disp- discuss basketball. Why? Because they like basketball and it's there for all your basketballing needs. Um so today's guest is a guy who I met through work. He's absolute got a gem of a guy to be around. Funny, just lovable and uh, I think we should just introduce him right now and get him on so without further ado as I'm a wrestling fan please welcome to the show John Bundock so John welcome to the show how are you doing today sir I'm I'm good thank you Matt thanks for thanks for having me on that's all right I was, uh, I was sitting there thinking you know what we we me and you have always just gotten really well and uh we, we we just laugh all the time and I just felt like yesterday I was sitting there like going you know what I'd love to have John on it, you know, I reckon he's got some well good stories <laughs> up this street. Yeah, maybe. The, the problem is, though, you've had the least thing of weirdest. Like, how, how can anyone compare with that? It's like, you've, you've set the bar really high, Matt. Uh, it's not my fault. Uh, he, he, <laughs> he loved me, you know. He, he, he could have said no, to be fair, so... Uh, or, or he could have done what, like, you know, most of like, the celebrities, like, you know, Leona Lewis and Bruce, Spring, uh, Bruce Springsteen and... and uh, Belinda Carlisle, they could have, you know, he could have just ignored it, but he didn't. He was nice and he tweeted back. Oh man, I can't believe they ignored you. That's really rude. I know. You know, it's not like they've got like you know seventeen thousand followers and I'm stuck on two hundred odd. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair though, it's not as if they're gigging or doing anything. So like an hour, you know, <laughs> I think they could have made the time, Matt. Well, uh, personally, oh, I, I, mean, I would have thought so too. Especially about how many times I tweet Belinda Carlyle on uh, you know, Twitter. Exactly. I probably sound like how quite a stalker. Like, <laughs> how are you liking the whole podcasting thing? Uh, yeah, it's been really good so far because you just get to speak to people. People, yeah. yeah so will that, there... Huh? Will there be a Matt Haslam has... Will there be a Matt special? Uh, we said... I said like if I got to like 100 episodes, probably... <laughs> you know, like the 100 episode, like you had to get like, you know, people who, who they... Like, you know... They enjoyed the most being interviewed. Uh, <laughs> had, like, you know, be the interview to me. <laughs> I think that'd be good, because you've got a lot of funny stories, Matt. I, yeah, I probably do, I'm not going to lie. We, you know, <laughs> I've, been, I've been on this planet for 29 years. I hope to think I've got some funny stories on me. <laughs> but, yeah. So, whereabouts did you grow up, John? Um, Essex. Um, I've... Growing up all around, I say all around Essex. It's more so the the common Essex, the uh, near near Lakeside, the shopping centre, and yeah, just the common Essex, not the posh Essex like you, Matt, no, yeah. from Brentwood. I, I can only aspire to be a Brentwood boy. <laughs> yeah, but you know, um, we, we you know we, we hung up on the we like we hung out on the mean streets of Warley. You got to hang out like the mean the mean area of uh, you know Lakeside. You know, like an absolute G. <laughs> I remember walking through Lakeside once and I think they could detect I was like a Wally boy going, look at Ginge thinking he's a hard brother and they're like, all I did was walk past you. I don't know how I thought I was a hard. <laughs> Actually, I was going on an escalator up and he was going down, so... Well, you're yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the area of importance you have, these Wally boys, you know. That's it just cool. comes naturally. Yeah. But yeah, I've always, always grown up in Essex. Never anywhere exciting. 
Um, it's been a very mundane life. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It's only when I've invented randomness that it has come. That's fair enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was... I was about to say that Essex. It's just... I think... There's a lot of bad things to Essex. There's a lot of good things. I think... You know, stuff like Towie mm-hmm. has kind of tainted Essex. But, you know, I... You should embrace it. Yeah. I always do like going on a night out with you because it's like me, you, two, you know, specky, uh, big bearded bastard, big <laughs> big bearded bastards, and uh, uh, we, we, you know, we just look around and we feel like, you know, what, we're so out of place, but because there's another one of us. <laughs> yeah. I, was th- I was actually thinking about this earlier. I do remember the first time we ever went out drinking. Well, I think it was the first time I was ever introduced to you outside of work, and you told me that your dad was a. Uh, it was either a priest or a rabbi. It was someone in religion, and I genuinely believed you for ages. He's a rabbi. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And I think I was even asking you questions about it, and you was like, yeah, yeah, the, the rabbi life. I was like, wow, that's impressive. And then it came over, you was talking shit. I was like, man. <laughs> People do say this. Apparently, I'm a massive bully because I just lie so much, so uh, I apologise about that. It's harmless stuff, though. It's not you're not doing it to be malicious. It's yeah, fun. true. <laughs> I think, like, like I was saying to someone, I can't remember, but um, at school, uh, people were like, "Haslam Hammond is that Jewish?" And I was just saying, like, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, <laughs> just kind of went along with it. You know, so obviously, uh, I had to, you know, learn the Torah to uh, to impress them. <laughs> and so then, anyway, yeah, it was when I saw you out on Saturday that um, I thought, wait, there, maybe he's not Jewish. <laughs> But yeah, it was. It was like, you should have been that, working. That, yeah, true. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I'd probably be a terrible Jew in all fairness. I eat bacon and sausages, so yeah, it can't be a good life. It can't yeah. be a good life. Like, uh, <laughs> just there, like, uh, <laughs> you know. nah, nah. I like bacon sandwiches too much. It's why I could never be a vegetarian hmm. because I think it's like this old eighties film called Razorback, and it's basically about this pig. The, like gets the taste of blood and um, just wants to kill humans and eat, their, eat them, basically. Mm. I'm kind of like that. I've had the taste of meat and I could never be a vegetarian. Mm. It's very true. I, it's, it's got to that stage in my life now where I feel like in about 20 years, somehow we're all going to be like uh, like eating like you know plant-based food. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the, the world will be overrun run by like cows and pigs and chickens and... It's going to be funny, like, you know, because... <laughs> just be... Well, this is the thing, surely, by eating them, we can turn them down, you know. Chicken's can't have that much of a good life. Mm. I think I'd rather... I think if I was a chicken, I would prefer to be a KFC. <laughs> You'd sacrifice yourself for the greater good. Yeah. yeah. A worthy sacrifice. It's like a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like... I volunteer for tribute to be basted in herbs and spices. I would like to see that, you know, when you go into like, you know, a fast food restaurant in 20 years and, you know, we're eating all this plant-based stuff. You see like a cow in a little apron, a little hat, you know, chicken, like, you know, uh, you know, putting the, uh, the fry or whatever. Like... <laughs> oh, man. But then you say this stuff, like, have you tried the Greg sausage roll, the vegan sausage roll? I've tried it, yeah. It's not bad. But when people say it tastes exactly the same, like, it doesn't. <laughs> I think... I know what you mean. I think people trip themselves into thinking it tastes exactly the same, but there's still the hint of, nah, this ain't a sausage roll, mate, mm. in your mind. 
it's when it's when you like take a bite and you actually have a look in it. You just feel like this kind of like you know mushy stuff. You know, like... <laughs> number one, it's a lot drier than a, like a normal sausage roll. <laughs> number two, yeah. it is nice. You know, I don't know what it's loaded with. It's probably like mushroom protein or something. I think it is. I think I will. I will. I mean, we have a Greg's around the corner from where I live, and looking at some of the people there. I'm willing to bet they don't know the difference between a meat red sausage roll and a non-meat one. I think they just dunk anyone out. Is that because they got like even got like a corn steak bake now? Is there like, well, yes. Well, it's not a steak though, is it? <laughs> it's like when people say like vegan cheese. It's, it's not cheese, though, is it? It's, I don't know, man. I don't know. This this does actually get me into a lot of conversations and arguments with my girlfriend because my girlfriend really likes cheese. Right now. My favourite type of cheese is the American cheese you get in burgers. Oh, yeah. She argues that isn't cheese. My argument is, well, it's got cheese in the name. It is a cheese. Mm. It's the best cheese ever, mate. It's like when people say that corn isn't a, uh, it isn't uh, like a vegetable. They say it's a starch. Well, well, well how comes you go down the produce aisle? It's under vegetables. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Man, we've been doing this for, like, what, five minutes now? We're yeah. just talking about the merits of veganism. My, my 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 dad. To be fair, he uh him him and his ex girlfriend were having like a conversation, and he was saying like baked beans were like you know were one of your like you know like one of your five a day, and she was saying no <laughs> no they're not, and he just pulled out the tin of Heinz, but like they are though yeah they are. <laughs> it's mad when you think about it, but they are. Hmm. The problem with that though is if you eat too many of that, there are like severe repercussions if you eat too many baked beans. Well, just fighting everywhere. When when we was younger. And this is going to sound really weird, but one of the dishes my nan used to make was called a baked bean pie. Now, as a child, you didn't think nothing of it, baked bean pie. But but thinking back, it wasn't a pie at all. It was just fucking baked beans. It was just more baked beans than you normally would deem necessary. But for some reason, she called it baked bean pie. Uh, Like, it was a luxury thing. Like, I mean, I ate it because I like baked beans as a kid. But it was no pie. I don't know where the pie element comes from. It. So it wasn't and a pastry or anything it. like that. No. <laughs> it was more baked beans. I think how it was made, if I remember correctly, is like in the tub. Or pot. I'm not a fucking chef. I'm not Paul Hollywood. Um, I think. <laughs> It was lined with baked beans. Like, I think that it was a baked bean perimeter. Yeah. And a baked bean... I would like to say there's a baked bean lid, but once you put baked beans in it, when does the lid start and the baked beans end? It was just fucking baked beans. <laughs> That's all it was. The baked bean pie. <laughs> are, you, are you a fussy eater then, or would you, do you do, like, you know, basically would eat, like, anything that's put in front of you? Um... I, I used to be. I wasn't a big fan of vegetables mm. or um, fruit. But recently, I've decided that, you know, time and fate is not being kind to me. Um, so I've had to turn, like, fairly healthy-ish. I, I could happily, if if I was allowed to, live on uh, fish fingers and uh, Finder's crispy pancakes. But unfortunately, <laughs> that's not, not a good diet, apparently. I remember uh, my... My mum, like, you know, basically, me, me and my brother, like, we were, like, saying, no, we're not going to eat fish or whatever. And she was telling them, then, then the day came out when we found out they actually put fish in fish fingers, and we were like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I 
Like, we just thought it was a gimmicky name or something for kids. But it turns out, no. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not. I am fussy to some degree. I will eat it. I mean, you've seen me. I'll fucking eat anything, mate. Um, I don't really like. I don't really like fish, other than fish fingers. Um, but yeah, I, there's not much I won't eat. To be fair, that sounds really fucking bad. There's not much I won't eat. I, I remember um, when, when, like, you, you uh, when, when, when you started dating your girlfriend and. Uh, uh, and Rob just turns around and yeah, no, he's no longer on the uh, on the diet of lunch of uh, two bags of Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> fucking miss that. This is the thing now. I get like chastised when I go to the shops and get myself sweets. I'm uh, bad times. I miss them. But like, it, it's weird you say this though. And this is another bizarre story. Like, I never had a pop noodle until I was about fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. I don't know if that's like signs of a good upbringing or not. <laughs> I don't know. I think I was. I think I was in my twenties when I first ever had a pot noodle. My brother uh, even went on Facebook and told the world about. It. He said, "Like you won't believe it. Matt Hasam Hammond's having his oh, first exactly. pot noodle." So like, must be big news or something, you know? Like, you, yeah. apparently you have to have a pot noodle in life, otherwise you're weird. Yeah, personally, I prefer super was... noodles, but you know, <laughs> no, didn't even have soup noodles, mate. Like. Proper Chinese noodles, yeah, but super noodles and pot noodles, nah, wasn't allowed. It's one of the very few times in my childhood I was contemplating um, phony child line. <laughs> but the only other time was when my parents refused to let me go see the film Flubber. <laughs> um, I, I still haven't seen Flubber. I think what what the appeal was, it wasn't Robin Williams, as most people would think. When when Flubber came out, I don't know when it was, it must be about 96, 97? Mm-hmm. Must be around then. They had these really cool um, Flubber green key rings. Yeah. They looked proper badass, but you could only ever get them if you saw the film. So... Were you, were you trying to, I think your parents were probably like that yeah. well John you only want to see the movie just so you can get the key ring. Oh yeah I've never had to fucking see Flubber it still hurts to this day I mean I'm what 32 now and that was nearly 30 years ago it still hurt like, it still hurt I've never have you got is it, have, you, have you seen Flubber is it a good film it's on Disney Plus if you've got that <laughs> I mean I could yeah I mean in today's day and age I could download it but I don't I, <laughs> There's something still <laughs> denied seeing Flubber. Um, oh. I, I enjoyed it as a kid. I think I watched it at, like at the start of like lockdown, uh, first one. And I remember <laughs> Don't rub it in. <laughs> You're just taunting me now. I know. They have this cool little flying thing uh, called Weebo, I think yeah. it is, and uh, and he'd make, uh, like uh, she just keeps showing all these like images, like you know, to uh, it's played by the voice who does Ariel from uh, uh, the Little Mermaid. <laughs> If I remember correctly, uh, this this is even more batshit crazy. I wasn't allowed to see the film, but I could read the book of the film. Oh yeah, that was like second. But what? No, no, no one wants to do that. <laughs> I remember getting like the, the Toy Story two book, and I'm sitting there like the first page, like this is effort. I'm just gonna watch the movie. <laughs> exactly. There's only one set of books of kids reading. And that's Goosebumps, mate. If you're only Goosebumps, I don't want to know. <laughs> Bit of R.L. Stein for you. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Goosebumps books. Oh, that takes me back. Goosebumps books. 
even even like the episodes are like our episodes are like just like kind of haunted shit for kids. And like when you watch something back, it's like that. Like, you kind of think to yourself, "This is actually really disturbing." <laughs> it's like you know the film The Witches. Do you remember that? Like in a. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that version compared to like what the new version looks like. I've not I've not seen the new version. Um, I'll be honest with you. The only reason I've seen the film The Witches, this is going to sound sad, uh, the only reason I've seen the film The Witches is that the little um, house that the mouse has mm-hmm. is the Ghostbusters fire station from the Ghostbusters cartoon. That's the only reason I watched it, just for that little bit. Just go, wow, that's cool. <laughs> An hour and a half I wasted just for that little screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking forward to the new Ghostbusters movie? Um, I am. I actually really am. I think I might cry at it. It's got Paul Rudd in it. He's he's a beautiful man. He's gonna be hinge. He's a beautiful man. It's like to me, there's like two things. I well, I mean, my girlfriend hopefully she will listen to this, but if she doesn't, there, well, there's two things I hold holy in my life, and that is Ghostbusters and Power Rangers. Yeah. Like so. I'm psyched for it. Yeah. I'm well excited. Man. Like, when they made the female Ghostbusters film a couple of years ago, mate, took the week off work. Oh, I think I watched it. Like, went to the cinemas every day to watch it. Fucking loved it. <laughs> I think mean, I mean, you're the only person who's openly admitted in uh, who I know who said they loved that film. It was... I mean, it wasn't bad. It was... I've seen worse films. I like... I, I, it's Ghostbusters. Fucking mm. loved it. Fair enough, yeah. Like, uh, Ghostbusters are iconic though. Even my Fortnite Jelly man, he runs around with a little proton pack on. Proton pack, yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I, had to get, I haven't played Fortnite in ye- say years, that's an exaggeration. A good few months. Um, and then I saw that there was doing the like, Ghostbusters stuff, I was like, fuck yes. Bang, get involved on that. Give me, take my money. Oh, yeah, Fortnite. Oh, yeah. Terrible, no. it, but you know, I'm running around as a Ghostbuster, so who cares? <laughs> hey. You know, Ghostbusters is Have you ever been to New York to the fire station? Mate, for my 30th, I, that was literally all I wanted to do. Uh, go to the fire station. We went. I went to the fire station. I mean, most people, when they go to New York, they like, look at all the sites. But no, I just spent a week going around to all the different um, locations and Ghostbusters 1 and 2. I'm like, taking pictures of a random building. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favourite member of the Ghostbusters? Oh, man. This is a controversial subject. Because when I was a kid, it was Ray. But now I think it's Egon. But I also... I like them all. I don't think... It's like choosing your favourite child. Hmm. I think it's one of the things. They they all bring different character traits to the... the yeah. It's like... I've always said that like a lot of females like Sex and the City. But in, in a way... Ghostbusters is Sex in the City. So, guys. Uh, that's a very interesting hypothesis you got. I think there. deep down, everyone can you know, relate. Yeah. Hello? Have you gone? No, I'm here. I thought you'd there. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I think deep down, everyone can relate to them. Yeah, you're right. Um,. It's just, I've never heard it be compared to Sex and the City, so I've, it's just so. It's, like it's a, exactly like Sex and the City. Both are set in New York, um, and both have like 
four strong characters that you know each one's been crafted to resonate with this you know with the normal people so I'm guessing when they gra- got- I guess it's going to be also compared to uh, uh, the Golden Girls as well true but like the Ghostbusters for example so you've got you've got the brains you've got the heart you know you've got the mouth and you've got the, the you know the hands the, yeah. each one wow this is a very like in-depth discussion about a 1980s film <laughs> it's alright you know at the end of the day we've got all evening we can do this <laughs> but yeah no I've always I think I've always loved Ghostbusters it's like one of them things I don't know why I like it I just always do yeah and like I've I must have seen it millions and millions of times. Do you have the Stranger Things pops with all of them in their Ghostbusters costumes? I don't. I've been debating it. I the problem is I have too much shit at the moment. Um, I have no room. Yeah. Um, this is this is my downfall. I'm kind of like kind of addicted to buying toys and and yeah figures. But I should stop, but I can't. I spent all my money on uh, in the lockdown on the old WWF Hasbro's, so you got nothing to worry about. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I've got like I've got a cabinet. I put them all uh, all in with it. Uh, I'll show you very briefly. There it is. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what my lockdown project was: is just buying all the Hasbro's. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like a right nerd doing it, you know. And uh, when, when my dad goes like, "Where's all your money gone?" Like, uh, you know, <laughs> it's got invaluable shit. I think the good thing is though, the investments in the future. That's how I see it. Mm. The thing, that, the thing that works in my favour is that most Power Rangers to the everyman, they all look the same. Yeah. So <laughs> if someone asks me, "Oh, have you got that one?" Yeah, yeah, I've got that one. <laughs> <Ryan>. <laughs> so let's discuss this. So you have a massive love for like Asian culture, uh, especially like Power Rangers and uh, oh, mate. and Dragon Ball Z. And you used to go to like Japan like every December. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. How many years on the trot did you go? Um, I think it was about. I think it was about three or four. Yeah. Um, then I took a year off. Then no, it was it was three. Went three years. Took a year off. Went back. Took a year off, and I went back last year. Are you floating in the language? Yeah. Nah, I ain't got a clue, mate. <laughs> all, you, all you need to do in Japan is just point point at the menu. Gets you everywhere. Google Translate is a great help as well. Yeah. <laughs> They just, they just look at you looking clueless and they're like, you know, uh, they just point you in the direction or something. Like <laughs> The good thing is, though, like most of the menus out there have got pictures, so just, just you know, just guess and wing it. There was one time, though, I was in a restaurant and I ordered a pizza. Um, and uh, looking at the picture of the pizza, it looked like a really, really nice pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it came, it had, like, prawns on it. And I was like, oh man, I don't like prawns. But I didn't want to seem rude, so I I, I ate it. And oh man, that's, that's, I don't know. I can't describe the taste. I'm not. So I'm not a big seafood fan, but I didn't want to seem rude mm-hmm. in front of other people and like leave this pizza. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> 
you and Japan, man. I just I remember like when I first found out you went to Japan one Christmas. I was that where? Well, oh, where's Jonathan? Oh, he's gone to Japan. <laughs> he goes every year, though, does he? <laughs> like, yeah. I think the, the thing is though, it's like my birthday's the week before Christmas, mm-hmm. so I think why not just spend Christmas or the week before Christmas in Japan? Yeah. Do you have like any friends out there, have you or? Uh... Um, I befriended some people out there. I think the first the first time I went out, I befriended these guys in the park. All right, yep. Um, I was bored one evening. I thought, you know, what, what can you do? You're in a foreign country. Why don't you go to an English-themed pub? <laughs> I think this pub was called, like, the Albion Arms or something like that. It yeah. was, like, a proper English-themed pub. And they had, like, Newcastle Brown Ale on tap and, and, and all that. Yeah. Um, and I went there and I befriended some people. I was just like talking to them, as you do. Um, and, and they were like asking, what's it like in England and, and this, that, and the other, as you do. And I said, I don't even know where this comes from. I said to them, the best way a foreigner, I feel, can get a good grasp on England and its culture is to watch EastEnders. <laughs> um, and I think we spent a good while YouTubing EastEnders. It's true, though. Like, you know, there's. It's, Lame as some people say it is, it does capture a good portion of yeah. English culture. And I think if, you know, watch EastEnders. They must have been um, mind-blown when they watched Coronation Street and heard their accents just change from like, one <laughs> to the other, you know. Like, oh, now the Rovers, you know, a bit of that, you know. Uh, but, you know, fish, chips, gravy, you know, meat pie. Yeah, course, definitely pie yeah, I think that... I thought that would be too extreme for them. Start off easy, EastEnders, and then work your way forward. <laughs> uh, they do have Max Brannan, the ultimate man in life. Max Brannan, right? Exactly. Max Brannan was a ginger guy, right? This is before gingers were cool, thanks to Ed Sheeran, right? So Max Brannan was a ginger, right? Had the hottest mm. girl on the set, and then he was boning, like, you know, the hottest, like, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, like... <laughs> other girl <laughs> well, yeah, behind I... his like, wife's back and he's like mate he's making us gingers look good people think he's a dick <laughs> for doing it but at the same time like, thank you Max thank you <laughs> oh Max Brannan yeah so I, I think people in Japan are very friendly and they're always like if if they can sense someone's in trouble they will help you um, but like to the extreme I find me. I'm quite a selfish person. <laughs> if someone asked me for help, I'd give them the bare minimum of help. And I think if people were being honest, they would do. Like if someone gave me, asked me, where do you go? Where's so and so? I'm like, oh, I'm just around the corner. Um, people in Japan, if you ask them where so and so is, they will literally take you to that place, regardless of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was one time we went last year with me and my girlfriend. We, we was looking for a Starbucks and we just randomly asked, no, we was looking confused. We had the confused face on and a woman approached us and said, how can I help? Um, and she literally, she, she was a businesswoman, so she must have work to do. She literally took us to the Starbucks. It's, it's crazy. You would never get that kind of thing over here. Hmm. Have you ever been to California? No, I've not. Uh, no. California is like, uh, Starbucks are like hookers. Every end of a street corner. There'll be there'll be a Starbucks, literally no word of light, literally on every corner, like literally. I was there going like, how many bloody Starbucks they got in? Like, <laughs> they probably had about three hundred just just in like this one block. It was mental, like. Uh, is it? Like, 
you know, it's like the episode of The Simpsons where, like, the, you know, the mall is closing down, and he goes like, "Oh, you know, no, just no." Say so that he's Bart, Bart gets his ear pierced, and all the other shops are just Starbucks, and then like he goes like, "Hey, hurry up, Chaffee, we need to close this one down so we can turn this into a Starbucks." It literally it was like that. Have you ever been to Nottingham? Uh, I have once. Yeah, well, very my girlfriend briefly. comes to Nottingham, and they've got freaking Greggs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like. You have like you know the regulars um, at the bar, like usual drinking pints yeah. of real ale, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody was there, and it was like it was the most bizarrest thing ever. It was really weird. Like the thing that struck us first was menu. They served food, but it was like it was English food, like mashed potatoes <laughs> and sausages. But they gave everyone chopsticks. Um, and while we was there, there was this, there was a table in front of us, and it was full of um, Japanese businessmen, and they'd evidently had a few too many cocktails. Um, and they just randomly kept coming up to us, just asking us questions about. This was when the rugby world cup was, I think, it was just about to start, or was going to start the following year. Hmm. And they just kept asking loads and loads of questions about rugby and what we're up to in that. Is that the one with, like, was it, it's like a tsunami, like, you know, uh, delayed it for a few, like, months or something? Something or like that, yeah. Delayed it for, like, a week or something. Somewhere related thing. I don't think I could live out there, because I think there's too many threats of, like, earthquakes and that, and I mm. think I'd shit myself. Yeah, I remember at school, we, uh, <laughs> Japan's, like, the biggest place for, like, you know, we, we watched this video in, like, geography about earthquakes, and it said, like, I think they do it every year, like, Japanese school where they have to prepare for an earthquake, <laughs> and just sitting there like, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, not happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I don't think I could do it. But no, it's somewhere I've always. I think it's it's been it's always been somewhere I've always wanted to go as a kid. Hmm. I think because it, it it just sounds unique and weird, and, and a lot of people um, have said why Japan. There's no, there's no real reason. It's just such a cool place. I think what it is is basically your childhood is probably full of like Pokemon and Nintendo and things like that. That's all where, like, you know, it comes from. It's Japan, isn't it? Like, uh, Matt, you know me. I think we both know the answers to that question is a resounding yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that is the only reason I've, I wanted to go, was due to Power Rangers. Um, that's, as I was saying earlier, like, alongside Ghostbusters, that's, yeah. It sounds <laughs> silly, but it's just, I don't know, it's something that's always resonated with me. I, I still remember the very first day I saw the very first episode, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh wow, this is so freaking cool!" Um, and I remember going into school the next day, and like everyone had seen it. It was the in thing, and uh, everyone was playing Power Rangers. It was like, "Wow, it's a magical moment." Um, I imagine it's like much like yourself with wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very similar to wrestling. Um, it's just, it's, there's no real explanation. I think it's just something that grabbed me when I was young. And just it's always stayed with me. 
and that's really the whole only real reason I went the main reason I went to Japan and that's kind of like spawned the whole Japanese obsession really yeah that's fair um, enough like you know uh, how, how like so you obviously started getting into that you know Power Rangers at school I take it obviously it was the, the version of like Tommy and or, or, yeah, yeah yeah Angel yeah. Grove Bulk and Skull and all Angel that Angel Grove and Ernie's Juice Bar <laughs> yep <laughs> and uh, so you obviously got into that style then uh, like how old would you reckon you were when you got into like you know like the extreme like Japanese Power Rangers? Um, I'd always liked. I think when I was a teenager, I started watching Japanese cartoons. Do you um, more into anime? I, yeah. yeah, I think. I think how it started was I was bored at work one day. <laughs> <laughs> That's the genuine reason. Right? We used to work. We used to work on a Saturday and. Saturdays were dead. Mm-hmm. It was so quiet. I think I was on Wikipedia while at work. I mean, the statute, this was like 15 years ago. I think the statute of limitations is up, so I'm not going to get sacked. <laughs> um, I was on Wikipedia, and I think I was just looking at Power Rangers. Because I always knew it looked a bit weird and funky. And then I was like, oh, wow, there's this Japanese show it's based on. Um... And I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll order, I'll order a really shit copy DVD of it of eBay for a tenner from, uh, I think it was like Malaysia or somewhere like that. Um, and waited and waited and waited and it finally came. Um, watched that over and over again. And just that, it took me back to being a kid and it kind of like reiterated why I kind of like that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, it's like I think the only the best way to describe it is like how people like Marvel films and like DC films. Like yeah. it's the whole sense of being a superhero, but it's also a bit goofy and it's a bit, you know, it's not serious. It's escape. It's pure escapism. It's the only way to describe it, pure escapism. I, I get that. Earlier on, I'm not going to lie. I was watching Toy Story two. Um, you know, <laughs> it's one of them go-to movies. You know, just just to laugh because. I can't stop laughing every time Zerg gets knocked off the lift by Rex. I don't know why. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Like, it is. It's a shit situation everyone's in at the moment, and like, life isn't perfect for a lot of people. You know, regardless of what's going on in the world at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people people do get down. People do get pressed, and you know, so. People put on a good front of being happy, but maybe they're not. And like, there's, there's certain some things that, like, yeah, you know, it isn't so bad after all. You know, like, I love my girlfriend's bits, but she is on par with Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just one of them things. It's like, it takes you back to being a kid. It takes you back to like when time you had when you had no worries. Hmm. You know, and that's that's yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. It takes yeah, you back to when you, it takes when you had no worries, and takes you back. It's it's escaping from the norm. It's giving you a bit of fun because yeah. you know being an adult sucks sometimes. <laughs> it, does, <laughs> it does suck. It does. Suck. I don't like. I think I'm one of them people. I don't think I have ever fully grown up I ain't serious sometimes <laughs> but no, I, I fully accept I haven't grown up at all and I think 
people should retain that sense of like child like innocence you mm. know I think when you lose that it's when you get I don't know, it gets a bit sucky, I think. Yeah. What do you think of the uh, the the uh, the rebooted movie? Um, I loved it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I that was another film. I think I went. I paid for the first showing. I think it was like ten o'clock in the morning on a Friday, so mm. I had the time off work. I, I loved it. It just it took me back to being a kid. I was like, wow. I was literally I was the only one in the cinema because you know people. Adults were working. It's just, I don't know. It sounds so corny and it sounds so lame. I think if it wasn't for Power Rangers, I would not be the person I am today. That's fair enough. You know, it's. I think I'd be a different person. I think I'd be more jaded. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. I think it's. I don't. I think you. You can look too far into it. I think like. I know a lot of people might say it's just a shit show and you know it's not the best production wise you know it's pretty simplistic it's English actors copy and pasted over Japanese footage just te- you know technically it's shit but it's, it's, I think it's the deeper themes I think resonate with me personally it's like the whole these are teenagers these are people that aren't you know, there's nothing special about them mm-hmm. But they've been given the ability to stand up for what's right. Another reason why I like Ghostbusters, if you think on the surface, Ghostbusters are just four scientists. Three scientists and a, another guy. There's nothing special about them. There's nothing... They're not Superman, they're not, you know, Spider-Man. There is nothing special about these people on the surface, but it's the fact of what... They're drawn from what comes within to save the day. And I think I, I think that's the kind of stuff that I like, you know, stuff that draws on the everyman to save the day. And I think that's that's, that's me. You know, I'm not, you know, nothing special. I am the everyman. I think you're special. <laughs> well, Dean, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Half an hour ago, we were talking about fucking Greg. Somehow, we've got really deep. About you know how the Power Rangers make you feel so small compared to like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you what. Every time I hear the bulk and skull theme, it just gig- it makes me giggle. <laughs> till it, like you know, probably about half an hour after it ended, and I just sit there going, <laughs> just like giggling away. You know, why are you laughing? At? This song is so funny, man. But yeah, I, it's just it's just one of them things. And as I say, it's it's what's you know made me want to go to Japan. It's what made me be who I am today. Like, I loved going to Japan. It was it was so good. The, the the thing was though is when I come back, I can't remember someone. Someone said to me, "Did you go down this like certain road in, in Kyoto?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And they were like, oh, "Did you? You know, you're single. Did you get a hookup? Did you see a, a geisha?" And I was like, "Nah." I'm like, "What's wrong with you? Most people in a foreign country, single, you know, try their luck, but not you, John. You decided to look at fucking robots." <laughs> <laughs> Downside though is that like I've tried to get my girlfriend into it, mm-hmm. not having it, mate. Yeah. Not interested in slides. Uh, so I literally have no one to talk to about it. So I just talk to myself. <laughs> oh, well, I, I just, yeah, I just love Japanese Japanese superheroes. You love Dragon like, Ball Z too, don't you? 
I do like Dragon Ball Z. Mm. I didn't for a long while. I didn't for a long while. I, I think what it was when we was growing up, we never had um, we never had Sky TV. Yeah, we were stuck with the traditional four, then five TV channels. Ah, oh, the same, don't worry. We <laughs> we never had Sky, so I never really watched Dragon Ball Z in like unless um, I went around a friend's house and a friend had it on. So I was never that big a fan of it. I think it was until must later on in life. I think I was definitely, you know, teenage, like teenager. I thought, okay, I'd give this show a watch because everyone goes on about it. Um, yeah, I just suddenly got into it. As you do. Didn't you, like loads of you go to the cinema like to go and see one of the movies? Yeah, they were showing one in the movie. I don't know what one it was. I know you were definitely showing one in the I was showing one of the movies in the cinema near here. Um, and it was the, the crazy thing is that like, you would expect that a niche film like that wouldn't draw that much attention, but the cinema was packed. It was quite quite incredible. Yeah. How many people were actually there? But yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's another silly little show, isn't it, really? There's nothing special about it, mm. but it's, it's got a cult following. I think mean, I mean, it's like, you know, like, like you know, touch on the, the Pokemon thing, really, with that. Uh, they had like the same style animation, you know, and obviously, like if you were a Pokemon fan, you'd automatically jump over to like you know Dragon Ball Z, you know, for uh, the the uh, more yeah. you know violent. Oh mate, that made that made me. I've got a story for you. Go All on. Right? So I I liked I liked Pokemon, but I never was a big Pokemon fan. Mm-hmm. It was okay, you know. I liked the games. Don't get me wrong, the games awesome. But the, the TV show, no, I wasn't a big fan. But I did really like Digimon. Yeah. But I remember like hearing about the show Digimon for ages. Like, oh, sweet, this looks awesome. Um, and then, for some reason or another, I can't remember what it was. But I wasn't able to watch... My parents went out for the day that the first episode was showing. So I never saw the fucking first episode. And uh, I still bear the scars of that to this day. <laughs> never seen the first episode of Digimon. <laughs> oh, man. Do you, is it just like the things that you just kind of like, you know what, it's fate. I wasn't meant to see it, so fuck it, why not? But I saw the second episode from then. That's, but like, it's, it's another thing. I think, from my experience personally, is people, people grow up and they kind of get rid of them, like childhood hmm. urges. You know, for lack of a better word, I remember when the Digimon movie came out. I was in like, I must have been in secondary school. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely secondary school. I was like, sweet, let's go see Digimon film. I, I, I had to take my little brothers along with me because <laughs> no one else would come with me. Um, and I was like, I talked to people at like, school. I was like, this is a fucking film about monsters fighting each other and shit. That's cool. And everyone's like, no, you've got to grow up a bit. It's a bit, a bit lame. Love that film. <laughs> I always remember from Digimon. Uh, all of their like things like grew up into like you know dinosaurs and tigers and whatever. And that kid, can't remember his name. Yeah, his his little circle shit thing turned into a bloody human angel or something like that. It wasn't it Angelmon or something? Yeah. Oh, Angelmon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going, mental. Huh? <laughs> At least Pokemon. Like- Pokemon keeps it like fairly linear, but no, Digimon's just batshit crazy. Yeah, like Greymon, Digivolve to Metal Greymon. <laughs> <laughs> it was just fucking weird. I, I don't know. There's just something bad. This thing. I don't think I. I've not seen much kids' TV shit lately. 
but I don't think kids have it as good as we had. That oh, sounds yeah. like a proper old person thing to say, but I don't think they had. <laughs> kids, kids are sport these days because they've got like shit like Netflix and YouTube and and this that and the other. Whereas like when I was a kid, hmm. if you missed that TV show or that TV episode, unless you like recorded it on an old tape, you, you're fucked. <laughs> that sounds about right, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was one of the things where you go back now, like, you know, I, didn't, I missed that episode, might as well go back and watch yeah. it. I, don't, I I had this thing, weird thing as a kid that I would, like, videotape loads of just random shit. Mm-hmm. So when we was younger, I think my mum and dad still have them in there, like, somewhere, loft egg, somewhere. We would just, like, videotape shit, and there will be, like, videos and videos of just fucking adverts and CITV and just... Stuff that would mean nothing to nobody. <laughs> it's just like, why, why have you, why have you got these ad, these videotapes of adverts? Mate, some some adverts were quality back in the day. Just remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's. Just love videotapes. Used to love a videotape. I miss videotapes. I quite like old technology. I think new technology is wasted mm. on people. I don't think it's good. Like I know. I don't know when this will go out live, but the uh, Xbox is the new Xbox just released, and the uh, new PlayStation comes out soonish. Yeah, not sure when. Mate, a couple of weeks ago, I got myself a, a Nintendo, one of the old Nezes. Fucking loving it, mate. That's all you need. Well, that's the good thing about the Nintendo Switch, though. Like you can get, um, I don't know what it's called, but it's like their PlayStation Plus. I've got it. Yeah. But... And uh, you got the the way you can play like old old school SNES games, and it made me so happy because my favourite game of all time is Donkey Kong Country. So <laughs> I was sitting there for like about a month playing that until payday come along, and I thought better buy some games for it, you know. But uh, <laughs> it's, you, you're sitting there like it's got Super Mario World on as well. You just think mm-hmm. that game was an absolute game and a half, you know? Yeah, I just I think this is. I've always loved stuff like that. I remember when I was younger. Um, best present I ever got was was a Mega Drive I had a Mega Drive fucking loved the Mega Drive yeah it had Sonic on it and oh man I used to love that and then I always wanted a Game Boy as well and like this is this is another fucking weird ass story so for years and years and years and years and years I asked for a Game Boy mm-hmm. right? but my mum wouldn't get me one because <laughs> Because her brother, like my uncle, had one, and because he played it so often, his finger, his thumbs went funny. Um, and that was the logic. I think it, it took me a good ten years before I was able to get a Game Boy. Good ten years. And, th- and looking back now, you think, well, that's such a bullshit fucking excuse. Because everyone's got a mobile phone, and it's the same bloody principle. Um, Were your parents strict on you growing up then? Yes and no. I've I've got a lot of brothers and sisters. I've got four brothers, four sisters. Yeah, fair enough. Something like yeah. Um, Sorry, I, I have noticed. I have noticed that like as the years have gone on, they've relaxed a little bit. Like I remember a couple of Christmases ago. Um, right, my brother, my youngest brother is like twelve, thirteen. He got an Xbox One, and I'm like, fuck. At that age, I'd be lucky to even. Get an Xbox One box. <laughs> but, uh, they, weren't, they weren't strict. I think they were fair. I think it's... I don't know. 
for, for some reason or another, I was looked up to be like the, the, the model child. And yeah, I think I might have got the, the brunt of the unfairness. But then I say this though, but my parents did buy me a lot of toys and a lot of badass shit. So I can't complain that much. Yeah. No, they, I, I can't, I can't say, oh, I had nothing when actually when, in, on reflection, I had quite a fucking lot. Um, <laughs> so I can't say, I wasn't spoiled, I had a fair amount, but I can't say, oh, they fucked me right over. I can never say that. Um, um, but, you know, I'm saying this, I had toys, but I never got to see Flubber, so. <laughs> it wasn't Robin Williams' best work. <laughs> to see um there's another film I really wanted to see that wasn't allowed but this I, I, see, I can't even, I think it might have been like Mars Attacks it was something like that but it did you know I wasn't able to see that but that didn't have the same effect on me as Flubber hmm. Flubber pissed me off <laughs> what made it worse is that every kid at school went to see Flubber and they were fucking showing off their key rings oh god fair yeah, enough that's what made it worse you that's were, what made it worse you got a very good excuse then why why yeah. hate <laughs> Every kid's like talking about fucking Flubber, this amazing film where Robin Williams jumps all over the place. I'm like, oh fuck. Tell us about Cunt and the Game. <laughs> oh man. Oh, Cunt and the Game. I just realised as well, Matt, we've not, we're, talking about Cunt we're not talking about how we even met. We're not we haven't actually, yeah. Screw it, we'll do that now. Let's do it. Okay, it's come to mind. Okay, we work for the same company. We do, evidently, um, but for different departments. And for for a while, when we first met, different offices. I think I can't remember why it was. I remember some of us you, you had like a, uh, you know, when your office has an, a, uh, just say your your place ever got set on fire or something like that, and you had to go work somewhere That's else. It. They were doing That's like these training like, days or something. Yeah. I think I think they sent like three quarters of the office to London, and then what could only be described as the retrobates um, to go to the Brentwood office. And I think I think how it started, I had my ID card, and someone said, "Why well, have you got Matt's ID card?" And I'm like, "It's just fucking mine." Oh, <laughs> um, and they said, "No, no, no, your ID card looks like that." Um, and then I I think I was introduced to you. Um, I remember how we met. We uh, basically, I was um, Matt Butler was sitting next to Rob Hopkirk, who was sitting next to you. And um, what happened was uh, everyone's saying to like you know uh, like Matt Butler and Rob, oh you two look alike. You, sh are you sure you're not brothers and things like that? And I'm just sitting next to like you know Matt because of uh, he's giving me some like training at the time. Went, well, if you two are brothers and he's my brother, and you, and you just stood up and went, no, you're not my brother. You're my son. <laughs> Thing is though. Our ID cards. Your ID card looked more like me than it did you. Yeah, that's very true. Fucking weird. <laughs> um, and I think, and I think there was a picture of us where <laughs> taking of you sat on my knee. Yep. Um, and all your office laughed at you on the internet and went, "Oi, leave him alone! And leave me alone for that yeah. matter too." <laughs> and then, and then I think oh, I don't know if this happened. I don't know if this happened or I imagined it. I'm fairly certain that I started a campaign because I had um, on our internet a ideas page and one of my ideas was to get Bill Murray in our adverts and I think you run that for me in the Brentwood office like drumming up support 
I think so. It sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it just grew into a beautiful friendship. It did. Where you've, you've become me uh, uh, son. I found your iPhone or your uh, your um, iPod Touch once, didn't I? You did. You did find my I'm forever in your debt for that. I think the funniest moment, though, is when I actually did meet your dad for the first time and you said to your dad, Dad, this is my dad. And your dad just looked at me and it's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. <laughs> That's nothing. I've got another dad as well in Brentwood. He's Mauritian. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, always call him dad. Uh, dad, he would stop disrespecting your dad. And they're like, no, but you're my dad. <laughs> you know, he's he just can't to accept it now. And he always offers me drinks and things like that. My dad knows him, so it's all right. You know. Uh, oh, okay, at least your dad knows him. At least you're not being groomed. That's, that's the main thing. <laughs> true. <laughs> true, true, true. You're never too old to be groomed, I've found. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, That's why we... I stopped going. Huh? That's why I stopped going to the horse forums. <laughs> getting groomed. <laughs> you are unbelievable, sir. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> then, then come the day when we went to a beautiful Cut of the Gang concert together. Oh, mate. That was amazing. I think I'd seen him a couple of times before. Mm-hmm. For people who don't know, people who will be listening to this, you know, who Cunt in the Gang is, um, he is, is like a com- comedian slash singer. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to describe it. But his songs are, they're not maliciously offensive, they're just funny. It's, it's toilet humour, that's probably the best way to describe it. He's not, he's a decent kind-hearted person it's just he sings about, about really <laughs> rude shit is the other way to describe it um so yeah we went to his gig it was I think it was an edge it wasn't the edge but it was his um farewell tour yeah um and I'd had a few too many drinks I didn't know Matt to be fair. I didn't know you was going to be there, Matt. It was only when he was there. I was like, oh no, it's Matt, it's my son. <laughs> <laughs> it was me, you, um, my mate Pete, uh, Steve Tattoo, uh, and then you had Rob and uh, Caitlin with you. So I think, yeah, we've had a few drinks. Um, he he done his set. I think he done his first set, came off, done his second set. Um, and on his second set, he asked... He, no, he had someone in mind, I think. Mm-hmm. He had someone in mind to come on stage and sing... Um, Use My Arsehole. A song with him. A song entitled Use My Arsehole as a cunt. As I say, it's, it's, it's funny. You know, what are you going to do? Um, I think the person that he wanted... I, didn't, I don't know if the person who he intended to he do was it... There. But, um, was he was he there? I can't remember if he was there and didn't want to do it. Or just he was didn't there, but up. yeah, he didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. So I stupidly um, volunteered, got on stage to sing his song with him. I, I I must admit, I'd had a few too many drinks. To quote cunt in the gang, I was pissed out of my head. <laughs> I can't help myself, I was just pissed out of my head. He wanted you um, to sing the whole song, didn't he? He wanted me to sing the whole song. I didn't realise this. I thought it was just a chorus. <laughs> I think that's what I signed up for. I think I signed up for the chorus. And when I'm on, I was on the stage, I couldn't say no. There's like hundreds of people there. 
I'm going to say no. So they started the song. And at this point, I said, I'd had a few too many drinks. I was like, oh, fuck. What's the words? I know the gist of it. But what's the fucking words? <laughs> and then I was like, eh, eh, eh. I think in the end, I must have sounded fucking perfect. But I think to everyone else, I must have sounded like I'd had a stroke. Oh, yeah, and then I think I'd attempted to do a couple of lines, and then he stopped it. Um, and I was like, "No, no, come on! I, I generally know how to do this. You can, you can believe in me." Um, I can't remember what happened next. I think you do, though, because you've told me <laughs> what happened next. I think I finished the song, or attempted to, done a weird dance went off the stage he, no what he did he, he stopped the whole song and he went I thought you were going to sing the whole words but you were like yeah. went, well I can't remember at the moment I'm pretty drunk or something like that and he was like oh fine he went alright you can do the chorus though and you were like yeah, yeah alright so he's done the whole song so he's got up, done all the verses and you've done the chorus and then afterwards later on he, he started uh, he went like he drew a picture and he called, he went, this, this song is called Baby Jesus with like a woman's cut I think it was and uh <laughs> And what happened was, he drew a picture of it, and then like you, you put your hand up. Went, can I, can I hold the picture? And he went, no, you'll probably fuck it up again, you big bearded cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's the story behind that one, I think. Yeah, there is more though, because I do remember coming into work the next day, and you coming up to me, Matt, and saying, John, 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 I've got something for you. Um, and you stole one of the posters from the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds like something I'd do. I remember being at a wrestling show once and just be like, I did the thing and just gave it to random people. Here's a poster, go get it signed. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That was ingenious. <laughs> yeah. well, I thought, you know, at the end of the day, John, you, you, were, you were part of the show. It's only fair that you had a free souvenir, right? Did, did you see him in, like, Asda or something? Yeah. So, <laughs> I occasionally listen to him. My girlfriend doesn't approve. My girlfriend um, doesn't believe in swearing, which is completely contradiction to myself. Um, we, we went to Asda one Friday. I don't know what to get some shit. Um, I think we, me and my girlfriend went our separate ways. Um... She went to look for something, I went to look for something else. And I was walking down there and I saw this guy. And do you know when you see someone, you think, I fucking know him. I know him, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Where, where is he? Then I was like, I know that bloody hunting the game. Right. So I <laughs> I backtracked and followed him. This is a proper stalkerish. I backtracked and followed him. And then I saw him. He saw me. And I said to him, Are you cunt? Which, to be fair, this is Asda and Tilbury. I'm glad it was him, because if I did just approach some bald bloke and said, are you gum? i will probably got killed. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we just, we just spoke for a bit. I was proper starstruck, I must admit, and I couldn't stop talking about it, like, the following weekend. That's all I talked about. I messaged him on Facebook saying, yeah, yeah I just met, just saw you, you me idol. Um, considering he's just like, you know, he's not that famous at all. I think he had, like, a number 66 hit a couple of Christmases ago. He's not that famous <laughs> at all. Um, I was like, it was like, wow. I was proper starstruck. Yeah. My girlfriend was like, and? 
I was like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that's such a funny story. I remember when you came up to me, was like, Matt, you wouldn't believe what I saw in Asda the other day. I was like, oh, you went, cunt. I was like, no way. You went, was he wearing his wig? You're like, no, he does, he's bold. No, <laughs> oh, the thing is as well, I didn't even think about taking a picture of him until afterwards, <laughs> you know. The weird thing is that I was talking to some people from work, some people at work about him, like, during the day. That's what made it even more weirder. Yeah. I was, maybe like it was like Beetlejuice. Maybe I said his name three times and he appeared in an Asda. <laughs> well, you got him down for lockdown, didn't you? He did a he, he took part in your quiz, so that was pretty, we pretty done, cool. Yeah, we done a quiz. <laughs> a hastily very bad quiz. I thought I'd seen a lot of people done quizzes before. Hmm. Um, everyone, everyone was doing a fucking quiz during lockdown, weren't they? Hmm. Lockdown one. This is lockdown two. Electric boogaloo. I, <laughs> I thought about why don't I do one? Um, it was very hastily put together. I pleaded with a lot of people to join in because it would be fun. I think yourself included. You, I you did, yeah. Came. I appreciate that. Hats off to you. <laughs> um, I just asked him, and he said, "Yeah, why not?" The thing is, though, he used some of the questions. Like he had um, uh, a daily YouTube like. I think he called it Cunt's Corona Club. Okay. Like he had a daily um, YouTube thing. So he and one of the one of them he actually used our quiz questions. So I can't say so mad at him. <laughs> yeah. That's me and my idol coming again. It's a huge contradiction, isn't it? A fucking kids TV show about fighting superheroes <laughs> and a, a man that sings about bangers and mash and you know, <laughs> she just died of a strangle wank. It's a, it's a very, very good contradiction. But maybe that's why I like it because it is, it's childish shit at the end of the day. Mm. And I think people have got to laugh about that. You can't be straight edged, you can't be straight laced and not have a laugh about things. I remember the first time I saw him was in South End, and the uh, first song he did was uh, Paul Stevenson's Party. And I'd never really listened to the guy, but when he was singing this song, I was just in tears of laughter just all the way through. Just, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It sounds so silly, but you it's one of the things that when other people are laughing, mm. you join in, and it does bring you to tears because it is that bloody funny. Yeah. The one at Edge was funny um, because uh, in front of me... Uh, was a guy and his girlfriend. The guy was laughing all the way through, but you could tell the girlfriend <laughs> was just not having any of it. Where she's just standing there like this, oh, cross-armed, man. like shaking he's, her head. He, I think because his shows do bring like a wide selection of people, like mm. young and old, and from different backgrounds. It's, it's quite unique. How I many? Maybe at the end of the day, people just like a good laugh about tits and fannies. Yeah. Well, it's like you said, maybe it's something, John, you have an interesting hypothesis here, toilet <laughs> humour, right? And what, what is it? It brings you back to your childhood. So basically, yeah. this episode's done a massive loop. We're back at the start again now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really shit episode of Quantum Leap. <laughs> Except no <laughs> one's back. You know what, right? That's when I was shit, what well. do you mean? This is five stars, me and you, mate. <laughs> When I was younger, I used, to, I used to play the Quantum Leap game. Have you ever played the Quantum Leap game? No, I can't say I have. <laughs> it's a very shit game, on reflections. Basically, you just pretend that, that Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap has leapt into your body, and you need to solve shit <laughs> to get back. <laughs> and, like, you've got 
detect you've got to like talk to your sidekick, the invisible guy, but you can't be detected. Yeah. The quantum leap game. It sounds like a <laughs> kinda of sounds like that game murder in the dark, doesn't it really? <laughs> yeah, except you play this one on your own. <laughs> Man, fucking quantum leap. I've not thought about that for years, Quantum Leap. That was a fucking show. But I should bring that back. See, this is what we were saying earlier about, like, kids these days are spoiled. Never fucking seen Quantum Leap. Well, they're missing out. Like, I do remember, though, it's bizarrely talking about this. I remember in the office, um, I was talking to some girl, and I mentioned Quantum Leap, and just the look on her face as if, like, what the fuck's Quantum Leap? <laughs> fucking show, mate. It's a show about a man that leaps into another man's body and not in a sexual way. And it's not just men, women as well. Once, right, this is going to fucking blow your mind, Quantum Leap, he leapt in the body of a monkey. Mate. In a fucking monkey. It sounds like a teen version of bloody uh, Bernard's Watch. <laughs> if you tried to tell people this now, like, you're a man of the people, Matt. I imagine you've got a huge demographic of people that listen to yourself, both young and old. I bet you the youngsters are listening to you. They're like quantum leap. What the fuck's quantum leap? Uh, you know they, they should all like YouTube it after this. This when they listen to this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Part of me wants to go and just you know put every episode on after after we've even had this chat. You know, start off with Toy Story two. Now going on to Quantum Leap. You know why not? Oh, you should do actually. This is this is a recommendation for you, Matt. Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. I'm not sponsored or anything like that, this is a not sponsored uh, announcement, it's just, just me being honest with you Amazon Prime, I've got every single episode around the twist No way Yes, what I say, I, told, I knew you'd be excited <laughs> Back in Again, another show, if you set the concept of around the twist mm-hmm. anyone today they'll never make it, they'll think you're mad my mate Steve, he uh, to this day he said he knows he knows the theme song word by word, and he will literally start singing. Steve, do around the twist, and be like, it's feeling something strange. Go around the twist. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like what show? It's just like it's it's like Quantum Leap. It's a family in a lighthouse, and weird shit happens. That's it, mate, and it works. <laughs> So we found out like every episode of Bloody Who Through the Dragon's Eye was on like YouTube as well. Oh mate. Through the Dragon's Eye. Oh there was this one show I used to like, this is proper niche. It was called Mike and Angelo. It was about this kid, Mike, and he befriended an alien, Angelo, hence the name Mike and Angelo. <laughs> and they used to get into various hijinks. It's like kids these days ain't got that shit. I don't I don't know what kids have got these days. Probably YouTubers talking about Fortnite. <laughs> Beauty. Fortnite, yeah. I just, that I do find a bit weird. How this is, baffles me about today's youth. How kids will watch YouTube and videos of, of someone else playing a playing game. video games. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I live on my own. Well, I say I used to live on my own with my girlfriend. But when I lived on my own, I'd occasionally go around my mum's and dad's for like Sunday lunch. And my brother would be watching. Um, like Minecraft videos, and I'm like, you've got Minecraft. You could be doing this. I, don't, I it's just, it's weird. It to me, it's weird. I, I admit, it. yeah, I can kind of see the appeal. It's like you're watching people doing like crazy ass stunts and shit like that. Mm. And yeah, I get it. But if you're just watching them, I don't know. It's just to me, it's just 
It blows my mind. Have you ever seen that video of that guy? Uh, it's like Christmas time. I think it's purposely filmed just for like you know people's humour. But like, they're filming like you know, their kids are opening or whatever, and the granddad gives them each a gift, and the kid asks for Minecraft. But the kid opens it up, and it's a book, and it's Mein Kampf by Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the guy's going, what is this? And he goes, Mein Kampf. He's like, he asked for Minecraft. It's a video game. Like, you know, like. <laughs> oh, man. I'll have to check that out. It's, Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. But I, just, I think there is a huge disconnect. It is, it is scary, like, what kids going to be like like 10 years' time. It's, it's mad. It's, I think... Technology is a blessing and a curse. Do you watch South Park? I've I, this is the thing. I used I've not seen South Park in ages. I used to really like it. Yeah. I just haven't seen it in ages. Have you seen the Guitar Hero episode? Oh yes, I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, where Randy pulls the guitar out and starts playing the song. They go, Dad, that's just really really lame. And he's like, like <laughs> and then they just go back to playing the game on the. Uh... <laughs> so what? <laughs> it's basically like you're saying that you're hitting the nail on the head. People are just literally going to be watching other people play video games like yeah. Yeah, soon enough. But then, I, I can show, I think another reason why that might be is that yes, we have got shit ton of channels at the moment, but there's never there's never anything on. I sound like a proper old man sometimes in this <laughs> this podcast. There's never anything fucking on. It's just utter bollocks. Though I must admit, I saw the funniest fucking thing ever. Um, the other day well, we were watching American Dad this seems to be mine and my girlfriend's ritual before we go to bed we watch an episode of American Dad or Family Guy mm-hmm. and I don't know what the pretext behind the episode was because I wasn't really paying attention but there's a part when there's these two little kids I think they're trying to impress people at a house party and they start dancing to Wham and everyone's like yeah this is all going well <laughs> and then they just strip naked and do this weird butt dance to some I think it's side you know the South Korean guy side yeah um they, they start dancing to this song I think it's got something like I got it from my daddy it was, it was something weird like that but I just saw it and it just proper made me chuckle right. I saw, saw another video as well this really made me fucking laugh mm-hmm. um <laughs> I, I was on the toilet it was like you know when you're on the toilet you're, you're a bloke you know the situation you have a sit down wait you look at your phone. Why not? This was at midnight, so I was on my phone and I saw a video of the TV show The Chase. Yep. Now, for the people that don't know, The Chase it's a game show. Um, that's it in a nutshell. And it, the presenter is a guy called Bradley Walsh. He's been in Doctor Who recently. He's been in other stuff. I think Coronation Street. He was in Coronation Street. He played. Uh, what was his name? <laughs> Was it Mike Baldwin's son or something like that? No, he wasn't Mike Baldwin's son. He was Scottish. Um, uh, I don't know what you're about. Like you know, uh, he had he had a son called Jamie from you know in the. Uh, That's it. And his. That's it. Wife Debbie wasn't <laughs> Jamie's dad. Are you a secret Coronation Street fan? You know a lot about this. Mate, I used to watch him as a, growing up as a kid. I'll tell you what, my favourite one at the moment is Casualty, but it hasn't been on since, you know, uh, oh, lockdown. Oh, man. Fucking love me some Casualty. Like they were saying it's earlier. It's Huh? It's funny you should say this, because I was actually looking up <laughs> paramedics that were in Casualty yesterday. It's like... <laughs> Just because I was curious. Earlier on today, I found out that... Um, 
what's his name? Ken Barlow from Coronation Street mm. is winning. He's won an award for being like you know the actor who's been in the show like in a in a in a TV show for like you know the longest amount yeah. of years. He's like eighty eight now. He's basically on death's door, bless him. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you kind of think to yourself, "Fuck you, Charlie Fairhead. He's going to beat you." Oh, yeah. The thing is, though, and I don't know if I'm going to get done for libel or not. <clears throat> I heard a rumor that the guy that played Ken Barlow is a bit of a sex pest, and his real name is William Roach, and they all mm. call him Cockroach. <laughs> he's never a sex pest. I don't. I for, for the you know for Ken Barlow's lawyers. I'm not saying I believe it, it's what I've heard. I'm just repeating. The internet works in mysterious ways. But the video I saw, yeah, so it's basically uh, Bradley Walsh, the presenter, he's he's talking to this guy, the guy's a bit of a nerdy guy. Um, And this nerdy guy's saying about how he goes to all the sci-fi conventions and he dresses up. And Bradley Walsh says, oh, I'm in Doctor Who now, you can can dress up as me. And the bloke turns around to Bradley Walsh, and I don't think he realised what he said, but he turns around to Bradley Walsh, looks him straight in the eye and says, yeah, I think I can pull you off. <laughs> I saw that, I was fucking cracked up. <laughs> he was, like, so serious as well, like, he was being, you know, he wasn't mm. being rude, there was no, he didn't mean innuendo. But I just saw that and cracked up. <laughs> he, he does have a lot of moments on that show, didn't he, old Bradley Walsh, where, you know, he, he just stands there, just laughs at the questions at times, and, like, he, he literally has to pause for, like, ages just because he needs to laugh and breathe. Bless him. Well, you've got to. I, do, <laughs> I did used to really like Casualty. The problem with Casualty for me, mm-hmm. and this is <laughs> is that the reason I stopped watching it is because I found it unbelievable. And I'll tell you why. Cool. I'll tell you why I found, I found it unbelievable. It's because Casualty has a spin-off, Holby City. Yep. Right? There was an episode of Holby City where something happened. I think it was like a power cut or a fire. Something major happened that made the walls of Holby City inoperable. Right? And the thing that annoyed me was it was not once mentioned in Casualty. And that's what made me think, do you know what, I'm, I can't invest in this. If you're not going to keep your own universe concrete, then I, I, I can't invest in it. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't mentioned. It was so big in Holby City, but it was not mentioned once in Casualty. Mate, the, the Ethan and Cow days were the best from Holby. No, Casualty, right? Holby, best best character was Digby, and they killed him off, right? But, uh, right? Nah, mate. Best character, by far, this is going back a few years, was... Dr. Griffin, he's still in it. <laughs> no, Rick not Griffin. Dr. Griffin. What's, what's his name? The guy that was played by Michael French. He was a doc- He was like the head doctor. He was going out with um, Zoe. What's his... He's going to bug me now. Sasha. I'm going to have to Google it. No, he was... He was like, you know who Michael French is, I say this, you probably don't, he was in um, EastEnders, and he was also, uh, Michael French was also in some TV show called Crime Traveller, which was a shit show, great title. (laughs) He was Dr. Nick Jordan. Okay. Dr. Nick Jordan, admittedly, this, his last appearance was in 2013, so it was only seven years ago, Matt, you've got no excuse. Nah, fair enough. (laughs) <laughs> Probably was about that amount of time I was watching it with Digby. <laughs> Fucking 
at least now, Matt, you can safely say you've got the honour of having the only podcast in the last 10 years that's referenced Quantum Leap and Michael French. In casually. <laughs> Not many people have that honour. <laughs> Mate, Mine's casually, it. right? The Ethan and Cal story. Jar, oh, this, this is... There we go, John. Brace yourself for this one, right? Were, were they... Were they... I don't think right. I, I, the last I saw of it, I thought they were found out not to be brothers or some weird shit. No, they're brothers, basically. I think what you're on about is... Um, uh, their their uh, mum, their actual birth mum, uh, had Huntington's disease. That's it, yeah. And uh, like basically, they they both took the test each. Well, basically, uh, Cal took some of Ethan's blood and made him take the test or something. And then, uh, like, so they got the results back. And then, basically, when Mum's on the death, on like you know dying, they they took it out like they stole an ambulance and took it down to the uh, to Brighton or whatever. And uh, what happened was Cal sure, Cal's sure opened up his um that. huh. I'm sure you'd get struck off for that if you was a doctor. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cal, uh, Cal took checked his results. He, you know, obviously he was like, you know, he wasn't positive. And then Ethan took his. He told his mum he was positive. You know, he wasn't positive. But what happened? She died. And then he was there, heartbroken. And like, you know, uh, Cal's going, Ethan, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he's just giving the letter, and it says like, Huntington's disease, positive. Oh. But what happened with them two, John? Right. So basically. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, right, um, a drone uh, hit into a helicopter, right, a load of scaffolding what? fell down, right, on, on top of, and Ethan was stuck under uh, there with a girl called Alicia who he was flirting with during the day, you know, or trying to, cause, but he was just wearing really skinny jeans, uh, so she made a comment or say, and then he, uh, he was basically talking to, to Alicia under the thing. And uh, what happened? Uh, <laughs> at the end of the episode, they both got out because Cal basically got them out, however. And then, like, uh, Ethan turns around and goes, I don't think she's into me. When yeah, that's why she's kind of just staring at you into, like, you know, think, yeah. <laughs> you're pretty clueless at this, aren't you, Ethan? Like, you know. So, uh, what happened? A few weeks later, you know, the, the weeks keep happening where, you know, they're about to kiss and all that stuff. And then, uh oh, it's like, then it's her birthday, right? And what happens is, uh, <laughs> Ethan buys her like a load of balloons and you know for the party or whatever yeah. you know decorates the pub uh, like calls in a favour they decorate it and then um, like he's saying oh I'm not going to come I'm not going to come so she's just like really upset and all that and who's there to come for her Ethan's brother Cal oh no yeah so what happens what's a bastard what happens John they kiss don't they who walks through the door Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> but what happens afterwards from there? So basically, so Cal and her are dating, and Ethan and her have a sneaky affair. Should we put a spoiler alert here? Yeah. Should, should we put a spoiler alert for an old TV show? Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, they have an affair, and then uh, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> Cal finds out because he finds one of Ethan's cufflinks in their bedroom, doesn't he? Well, that's the... <laughs> I'm sorry, so the two brothers, they live together? Uh, no, no, no. So basically, um, she, she I think they lived together, but she lived uh, by herself. And he found this cufflink in the bedroom. And he's there just like, you know, he's getting worried. Cause like, and then he goes on Charlie's uh, stag do when he's about to marry Duffy. All right. Uh, 
<laughs> and he's over the cufflink, like just looking at him, like fair enough. And then next, you know, Ethan comes up. Oh, I've been looking for that everywhere. Cheers. And that's when he realizes the next episode. Basically, Ethan punches a guy for him, uh, and then like Cal decides because like you know at the end of the day he's done him a solid favor. He does Ethan a solid favor and just gets off with a girl in front of Alicia. All right. <laughs> And then, oh, wait, there could have been a million and one reasons why this cufflink was in this girl's bedroom. I know. You know, it seems. <laughs> I feel like I would, if it was me, I would ask. Yeah, I'd ask a bit more before assuming. Yep, they're cheating. I mean, yeah, they was cheating, but still, you'd think. But this is where you know the shocking thing happens. So they're having a protest, trying to get you know better wages for the NHS or whatever, and then it kind of like something happens where like one of the doctors is hit by a car. Yes, the one. So basically, they all go in and try to save him or whatever. But Ethan and uh, Alicia both have the day off or, or night off or whatever. But it's just there to help. So basically, Cal goes, "I think we got this, Ethan. How about you take Alicia on a date?" He's like, "Yeah, right in." And uh, earlier in the day, Ethan, right, let uh, you know, so, so basically let this racist guy's dad die, and. Uh, Cal realizes, right? It, it, he's going for Ethan, doesn't he? So he, he stops him down an alley. They have a good punch up for a good like. It's kind of like have you've seen the movie They Live with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, 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 great movie. You know that fight scene where it's just basically a wrestling match down an alleyway. Really long ass fight scene. Yeah, 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 kind of like that, but basically serious. And you sit there, go like, and then <laughs> what happens? Cal gets stabbed, doesn't he? Cal dies. Fucking hell. Well, Ethan's getting off with Alicia in the pub. Fucking hell! This is just madness. Does Ethan get revenge though? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Basically, okay. the guy, the guy, um, the guy starts choking on his vomit, and Ethan just runs out of the room because he's there, like, nope. <laughs> and uh, the guy dies. Fucking hell! <laughs> and Ethan, right, uh, gets uh, dumped by Alicia, and he starts smashing the racist guy's baby mama, doesn't he? <laughs> Mate. Casualties, where is that? I tell you. Have they still got um the receptionist bloke? No. No, of course he's still, still there. there, yeah. You know, he is like the shittest receptionist ever. He's barely doing his job. <laughs> How dare you? He got nominated for an award, and then like, no. yeah, they had a uh, cyber attack, and he thought it was his fault, so he was about to put in his resignation, but it turned out it wasn't his fault. So uh, he he got his award. <laughs> Who's his sidekick? Big Mac. I was like, that's it, Big Mac. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Casualty is where it's at. Like, I think we, we should start watching Casualty from the start and we'll review every episode. I feel like we could we could be on something here. That would take you a while because it's been on for about 30 odd years. True, true. <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly certain though, you can get like the first few seasons on Amazon. It's not a quick look. I'm shittily enough to start looking into this because I thought it'd be a cool thing to do. Through lockdown, what should I do? Watch every episode of Casualty. Fuck me. Right. I mean, admittedly, this is Amazon, so it is just a um, third-party seller on Amazon. Mm-hmm. For season one of Casualty, consistent of only 15 episodes, 12 hours, 30 minutes for you and me, how much do you reckon someone's selling it for? Um, you have to wager a guess. 127. Have you checked this out? Because you're really close. No, I'm just um, guessing. <laughs> it's £109.95. Damn. That's crazy amount. A casualty. Like, I would pay £100 it was ev- if it was every single episode from when it started till now. Wow, that's crazy amounts. Mm. 
I know what you're getting a uh, Friday mat. <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> I've already got a list of things I want, but Series two. How much do you reckon Series two is? It's not as much as Series one. Eighty-four. It's eighty quid. Damn it! Keep getting Man. close. It's obviously how it's I know crazy. my casualty. Right. The very first review uh, posted on the 3rd of June 2019 is uh, just the Lions good but expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine just sitting there like you know now just watching every episode of Casualty just be like go on Charlie Fairhead I wonder what he gets up to these days. <laughs> this is the thing like that it, each, it wouldn't exist in real life like I I'm fairly certain doctors and nurses don't get up to some of the crazy shit they don't catch up It's the worst hospital ever because in every episode they get someone in at the start and halfway through the episode that person will leave and like have another accident or something gets brought back into hospital. What happened here? What do you think happened? The same thing that happened last fucking week. <laughs> Didn't Charlie have like a son that went off the rails and then he went abroad and then Charlie went abroad with him and then there was like an explosion and then oh, sounds about right fucking mad <laughs> casualty but he did have Michael French so you know <laughs> that's okay <laughs> no he was on both I uh. checked Michael French oh what an actor if you saw Michael French you'd be like oh I know him I'll google him right now I don't know if you can that's not good is he related to Paul that. French He's not related to Paul French, I don't think. He could be. We'll ask Paul him. Fritch, yeah. Think about it. We, we, we could get a good pitch here, John. Me, you and him. But like <laughs> talking Holby with Michael French. <laughs> Please, if you get him to be your next guest, that would be amazing. I'm fairly certain that Michael French isn't doing anything lately. Michael French. <laughs> yeah, he does look familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was on like some shit show in the 90s called Crime Traveller, um, where he was... A detective that went back in time to solve crimes, but he could only go back in time like five minutes. It wasn't like by a great deal; it was like five minutes, something really shit like that. Um, probably won't know. I fucking remembers it. Crime traveler. <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. Did he go back and stop Hitler? No, because he could only go back five minutes. That's the thing. It was five years. So all oh, right. I thought, I thought you went. He went back, like you know, in, in the no. past for five minutes. And that's all he could do. No, 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 no. Like, like, literally five minutes back. of his own yeah. time. Yeah. So I don't know. Fuck it is. But the thing is, as well, he had to go in a special room and he had to wear a special watch. It was it was very convoluted for a really shit show. Yeah. I think it was like BBC. BBC One in the 90s had nothing else to put on. It was like, man, we'll fucking put Crime Traveller on. <laughs> Mate, crime Traveller. Was it as good as Doctors on BBC One, 145 every day? Did you see the episode where I, I occasionally watch it when, you know, there's fuck all on TV, but the one episode I really wanted to watch was the one where everyone was Joe Pasquale. <laughs> There's, I shit you not, there was an episode where someone had, I swear it was Joe, it was Joe Pasquale or some comedian, he had, the guy in the show had something wrong with him, and everyone he saw was Joe Pasquale. <laughs> like, it's, <coughs> please, Google it, it is mad. Yeah, literally everyone, like, 
you know, they were real people, but he only saw them as Joe Pasquale, which is mental. Mate. I, it's, a crazy, it's a crazy concept for a show, everybody, it's Joe Pasquale. I don't, I don't even know, like, you know, what what the, the point of this episode of this this podcast is anymore. All I know is that we're just talking shit about medical dramas afraid by the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> just think, I don't know, we have, like, proper randomly gone on rambled about all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I've, I've told you the whole storyline of Ethan and Cal, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> it's a good storyline. I think I might have to check this up. Man. There's not every. There's been, there's been quite a lot of famous people though been in casualty. It's much like oh, yeah. the bill. Like every single famous English person had either been in the bill or casualty. They did that. Um, like last year, I think it was. They did like the top ten, like you know, uh, famous faces that were in a casualty. Like a couple of them were like you know Orlando Bloom. Uh, pretty sure even Matt from Busted was in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I was really sad though when. The paramedic, I think his name was Jeff. Yeah. When he died. Oh, he in, died. yeah, yeah. In the big explosion. Dixie was, yeah, Dixie was all upset. Yeah. I, I felt her pain. <laughs> yeah. I, I swear there was an episode as well. I, I don't know the whole show in context. But it was like someone was running after a paramedic and they ran through a glass door and they ended up getting all injured. It's a batshit crazy show. I don't get how people can watch it because it is so out there. Hmm. People love it. Like I say, every episode's the same. Where like you know, like I said, yeah, somebody <laughs> at the start will be in the hospital. They'll leave halfway through, be back in by the end of it. Well, this is the thing as well. This is what baffles me why it works. It's because you know that the very first person you see, some shit's going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. You know that something bad's going to happen to them first few people you see. And they never deviate from that. It's always the bloody same. <laughs> I hate... Like they, never, they never show an episode where something good happens to the people you see first. Yeah. I'll yeah, I tell you what. That episode with Cal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just sat there in shock for 20 minutes afterwards. I was there like... I literally couldn't move. I was sitting on the on the uh, carpet downstairs in my house alone. Like, are you serious? They killed Cal. Quite brutal, though, isn't it? Quite like gory for yeah. uh, for like what was it eight o'clock on a Saturday? Yeah. It's, it's mad, especially the ending. Like when you watched it, because like this guy called Dylan, absolute lad of a paramedic, he is. Uh, was uh, is, he, is he the guy with the dog on the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dylan yeah, Trio, yeah. yeah. He. Um, he he was like opening up cow trying to trying to like it was going Dylan come on mate you know uh, he's done you know whatever but Dylan's like mm, you know uh, that's uh, actually a really good impression of Dylan I should say he he doesn't really you know when he, when he, so um, when you do that later can you um, see that <laughs> you know you know that's, that's like his whole cor- you know. He, uh, that, you know, um, even like breaking it down afterwards, it was like, like no, Carol is dead. I'm, I'm not hallucinating or anything. Do you think that the guy that plays Dylan is that is like that in real life, or it's all an act? He's like a really good actor. <sighs> I don't know, really, because I always think this about the 
guy that plays Phil Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Because he plays a scarily convincing drunk and alcoholic. Mm-hmm. But I'm like... But he, he plays it too well, which yeah. makes me think that he might be like that in real life <laughs> as opposed to acting. He's got that bald-headed, badass look, though. He's not like Les Battersby yeah. in Coronation Street, who had like you know, just just look like a typical like alky kind of thing, like that you yeah. know, that crazy blonde hair, and he's like red all the time, and you know. But the, this is the thing about Phil Mitchell because he can change from being like quite pale faced to quite red really easily. I don't know if it's like the power of editing. They edit it. They just make him angry behind the scenes. Like, fucking Phil, you're a bastard. We hate you. And he just like, he rolls him up and makes him angry. (laughs) Yeah, just like, man, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm surprised he's never won an award because it is is mad how good a drunk actor he is. Hmm. What we need to do, we need to find other things that Phil Mitchell and Dylan Keogh have been in and we need to sit there and watch it and feel like is, is he different why isn't like casually or yeah. EastEnders you know it's like mm. well, well Phil Mitchell does panto don't he which <laughs> I, I've never witnessed but I feel like it would be a magical event I feel like you'd never be able to take him like seriously on the show again no it's just it's a complete contradiction in it like rough Phil Mitchell and then the Sugar Plum Fairy it's you can't compare the two, which makes me think he is the acting genius of our decade. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I've got an idea. Grant Grant lives in Brentwood somewhere, doesn't he, old... Uh, he does. We'll, we'll find Ross out. Ross Kemp, we'll, yeah. We'll go knock for him, old Ross Kemp. And, uh, <laughs> but listen, listen here, Ross. Phil, is he as hard as... you know? Even the name Phil Mitchell, you, you wouldn't mess with a guy... Called Phil Mitchell, would you? Exactly. It's the name as well, Phil Mitchell. It sounds like an odd nut. It sounds like something mm. you want to mess with. Like we, we we both grew up in Essex. You hear someone's name as Phil Mitchell. You're like, nah, I'm not going to mess with that guy. No. He, he even nah, if he didn't it's... look like Phil Mitchell, just just the name is intimidating I'm enough to be like, no, I'm good, mate. There's like certain names you can kind of expect the kind of like way a person would act and film it if you hear the name Phil and the name Mitchell put together mm. you think yeah you wouldn't want to mess with him it's like the name Alan when you hear someone called Alan you're like well he's not going to be hard Phil Mitchell no double hard exactly <laughs> um, but then this is the contradiction that Phil Mitchell's real name is Steve McFadden which to me I mean Steve sounds like a geezer yeah McFadden mm, not as much I think if I was Phil Mitchell, I would refer to myself as Phil Mitchell all the time. Like the guy that plays Barry from EastEnders. Mm. He used to, he doesn't play now. But that's how people know him now, as Barry from <laughs> EastEnders as opposed to whatever his real name is. Have you seen the video of him singing Something Inside So Strong? Oh, it is beautiful. It brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny because you see all these like old people in the crowd, these old cotton tops, and uh, he's just there, like, just belting these pipes like everything like you know they're probably thinking didn't Janine push him down the cliff (laughs) well that's this is the thing is this like some is it like a bowls tournament or something it's some like (laughs) old person sport tournament and you cut to the audience and it's almost as if they didn't know what was going to (laughs) happen at first I generally thought it was super like two videos you know edited together but it is one video 
And just to look at people, it's like, what the hell is going on here? Is that Sean Williamson singing <laughs> something inside the song? But apparently he's a really good singer. He's he not seeing something else. Something inside so strong. He was oh, yeah. opening it. I, I looked into this because I want... If I ever get married, I want him singing at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it, it's... There's something about it. You wouldn't... I think you, if you, everyone saw Barry from EastEnders, they'd think, nah, they can't... Nah. But did you know... Did you hear what someone done, though? Like, someone edited that video into... I think it was like President Trump or President Obama. I'm sure someone edited it into like their inauguration speech. Oh, okay. Um, so it looked like Sean Williamson, a.k.a. Barry from EastEnders, was performing <laughs> at this presidential ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that <laughs> right we're, we're going for it you know <laughs> when, when we get on subjects of bloody Barry from EastEnders and you know casualty and Holby we're like in the words of Starship nothing's going to stop us now you know but do we like I don't think there is that kind of celebrity nowadays which is like people secretly mock but love it's like the underdog Nowadays, all the celebrities like YouTubers and, you know, the Kardashians. But is there anyone... What, what would you say, Matt, is today's Barry Evans? I think it's a tough one. I, I honestly don't know. I, I never watch Holby. Or no, I never watch Holby. I never watch EastEnders. Never watch Coronation Street anymore. So I've probably had to... I only watch really, like, soap-wise. I only watch Casualty. And in that, it's probably it's probably rash, but you know. Uh... <laughs> this is an old reference for you. I think before Barry Evans, have you ever heard of a TV show called Brookside? Oh yeah. There was a guy in Brookside called Sinbad. He was Barry Evans before there was Barry Evans. So I think I don't I don't know. I've not seen soaps anymore. It used to, I think to some degree it was probably Billy Mitchell. Yeah. Well, I think he, I think I... he killed his career ever since that crying clip, and he become like a massive meme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy Mitchell. I, uh, I used to always want look up to there used to be an East Enders this is back in midnight, there's a guy called um Nigel. Mm-hmm. He was in the, the guy that plays him was in um Holby City. And he owned a video shop and I used to think as a kid owning a video shop would be the most coolest thing ever. <laughs> Nowadays with Netflix I think it's probably not that good an idea. <laughs> <laughs> well blockbusters are all gone now, isn't it? You know, that's a blast yeah. from the past. I fucking used to love going down to this local. Where we used to live, um, down the bottom of the road, there was an independent video shop. It was called For Your Eyes Only. I can mention this. They've not been there for years, I don't think. Um, and I used to sell, like... It was, there was, it was a video rental shop. It, was like a, it wasn't like a Blockbusters. It was like a proper... shit version. Like Vidbiz. But it, it was the excitement of going there and seeing, like, the cool videos and... You know, renting them, and funny enough, <laughs> the very first video I think I rented for there was Ghostbusters, even though I'd seen it a million times before. <laughs> stick, stick with what you know to some degree. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like they, they, they must have rated him back in the day. It was like three pound for a bloody night, wasn't it? Just to rent one. Yeah. Eight. But the thing is, you say this stuff, but at least I think like I always find with Netflix and Amazon Prime, you go on there. You have a browse, and I, I spend more time looking for something to watch than I actually do watching it. Hmm. Whereas I think there's an allure of going to a video shop and 
looking at the uh, old VHSs and, and picking your, your one to watch. I think that's it's a different experience. But yeah, it's like three quid a pop. It is a bit, a bit of piss tight. Yeah. But then again, the good thing about the video shop near us is that if you uh, rented a video on Christmas Eve, you got Christmas Day and Boxing Day for free. That's very good. Point, <laughs> yeah. You know, you can watch it for as many times as you want. It, over them three days <laughs> the funny thing is when you used to rent out a movie at Christmas time evidently on mm. Christmas day you probably would get that movie as well from your parents <laughs> yeah it's mad what her video shops I think stuff like that I do miss because it's just there's something special about going to a store it, it's not the same as Netflix I think I, f- I think we like Blockbuster I remember like we had one in Brentwood like the joy of it was basically you could go round you know and not only could you rent these games but you could also like buy them like you could buy video games yeah. and things like that so obviously you know we actually had a place where we could actually buy games and DVDs and that for cheap compared yeah. to like going to like game and yeah and Blockbuster was pretty pretty good at prices in all fairness and like you could get like DVDs like uh, like box sets for like two for fifteen quid and something ridiculous like that. So like I'll be like, Aha, I've got three boxes I want, but uh, there's a CSI one. I'll get good points when I go home and give that to my mum. <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, got it. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> I do. I do remember when I was like thirteen. My mum and dad got me a my own TV mm-hmm. and um, a VHS player. I don't know why, but we went to the local blockbusters, um, and they were selling they were selling like tapes that no one evidently wanted um, for like dirt cheap. It was like fifty p for a videotape. Yeah. Um, and I think I picked out this film. I think oh, I can't remember what life it was called. I think it was called like Puppet Killer or Puppet Master, something like that. And it was this really shit film about these people that go to this hotel where someone's died, and they all get killed off by these reanimated puppets um, and then as an adult you realise there's a reason why that was 50p and even that was too much <laughs> it was just something special about oh yeah just going to a shop and getting a video mm. brings a tear to your eye doesn't it really you know yeah I think there's something good about having something physical we like <laughs> I like that because like with consoles as well now they're doing like the ones without the uh, the games and you can get the ones with the game like you know as you say like well I kind of want you know to have the games there to, for my collection you know like I'm a bit of a nerd exactly. when it comes to that but you know uh, yeah like I've got loads of DVDs yeah I mean these films are probably online and like like CDs and albums and vinyls you know you you've got Spotify and Apple Music and all, all that jazz, but I think there's there is something special with having something physical. Hmm. I think, I think it might be the collector in me. I think obviously, when you look at us, we we you know we've always been collectors. Whereas kids nowadays, they're probably used to just having things just already preloaded and things like that. Yeah, but if you look, if you think about like how kids as like young as six and seven have got mobile phones, I remember I had my first mobile phone. And I was like 14. Yeah. And even then, it was like a, <laughs> a fucking house brick. <laughs> I remember them. Like, yeah. <laughs> Alcatels. And... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like... I know. I think... I don't think I would have as much fun now being a kid as kids do. I mean, I can't really compare it, but I think, like, yeah, I don't think I'd have as much fun. I think kids are sport in a way. Hmm. The struggle's real. They don't know it. <laughs> uh, you know, 
we, we had to wait till like Christmas to get these things, but like you know, now it's come to the yeah. stage. We're like, oh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, but, hey, it's emotional. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what, 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 how, how are you doing in life at the moment? Anyway, um, it's all right. I'll be honest with you. We've currently entered lockdown two, lockdown two, electric mm-hmm. boogaloo. We've been up and down, in all honesty. I'm one of these people where I could just happily just stay indoors playing video games, watching Power Rangers and, yeah. and, and Japanese DVDs. I'm, I've got no problem with that. I'm like one of these rare people that's like, fuck yes, I'm locked down, no reason to go out. Woo, party time. Um, my girlfriend, on the other hand, she's, she's the opposite. She likes to be active, she likes to go out and, you know do stuff as opposed to I just bumming about all day mm. so I do feel a bit bad when I see her getting down by it and it does like kind of bring me down because I'm like I don't want, you don't want, you don't want to see your loved ones be upset yeah. so it's it's ups and downs I think it's probably the same with you Matt you know you've just got to take it as it comes it is what it mm. is yeah yeah I know how you feel there like I always say this I think I said it on probably every episode I've done so far like 2020 who would have thought we would have been in the situation that we are at the moment but it's it's the maddest year ever if you like think about it just the beginning year do you remember the Australian fires yeah well that seemed to go like no one mentions that anymore but it's like the amount of mad things that's happened this year it's just it's just crazy my old man went to Australia at the start of the year and um, evidently the fires went out, and then uh, he come back, and next thing you know, COVID was in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bob. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know. It's been difficult, yeah. but I think as long as we've got each other and we can talk to people, yeah, like just that's the main thing. I think that's the. I think that's all you can have mm. to connect with people that's why I think this podcast is good because I think it is good to hear what other people it's not your usual celebrity for lack of a better word trying to sell something yeah it is the ordinary person it's just Joe Public and I, I think that's rare to find these days and that's why I, that's why I really do like your podcast I've listened every week yeah I think everyone has different yeah, like, stories and it's just there like you know yeah. uh, like some of them are like so funny like you know my mate Sal Hookins when he come on like that boy is just for 30 years of his life he some of the stuff that he's done is just unbelievable but uh, <laughs> it's like I think one of the one of the best stories was one when you had Callum on mm-hmm. um, and it was like about how you and your brother some guy was giving you shit as a kid oh, yeah. and he turned around and smashed it and I'm like I know Callum I've met Callum what yeah <laughs> That was such a funny day, like just this kid like had a hockey stick on him and everything like that. And he just threw it all down. And then come on then and Cam's just gone like shrugged his shoulders and just went doof 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 the kid's on the floor, he's like doof 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 This guy's walking past and just watching him. It, it was yeah. To this day, it's one of the funniest stories I think I've ever got, especially because that poor kid had to go to school with his dad every day from then on. <laughs> Yeah, he never dubbed like, into his dad though, so that was mad respect to the kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it's good. And like even when you had the guy from Wheatason, like I think what was quite nice was I, I know you personally, Matt. It's quite nice to see your passion about you know a, a, your subject and what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think I quite liked that. 
And it's, like, it's quite good hearing about someone's story and they're not selling something. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's got a different story, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you, you you have your, like, Japanese culture and your love for BBC shows, like, Crime Traveller. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone after the show today, or, you know, whenever it comes out, are going to go onto, like, you know, YouTube and type in Crime Traveller and uh, try and get into it and be like, you know what, John John Bondock was right. This show is shit. It is shit. It was... I, I can't even describe it. I think I saw it once. There was another show that was very similar called Bugs but it was like if I remember it I think they like used technology to solve crime and shit it was Jesus Christ right this is well, you should make this into a weekly segment how much is stuff on uh, Amazon the complete series of Crime Traveller yep on DVD um bear in mind how much do you reckon it is it's two DVD oh so yeah three DVDs how much do you reckon it is on Amazon uh, forty-six quid. One hundred and seventy-four pounds and sixty-four pence. Jesus Christ! Fuck me! It must be a really, it must be a rarity. <laughs> have a beautiful show. I don't know how. Oh, Jesus, what? That's a lot of fucking money. You got to remember, John. Think about it. this shit is getting this amount of money. Think about our DVD collections. We must be like you know rolling in the money right here. Well, I'm thinking about this because I'm fairly certain I've got Crime Traveller on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's what's up white there. Where, where's that? I could fucking sell that on. Man. If you do, I, please please take the picture of you and the, the DVD and I'll put it as the, the colour photo for your uh, episode. I will try. I have no idea where it is. Oh, man. Let's see if, let's see if I was going to sex and... Oh well, I mean, sex is selling it for like eight quid, so I don't. I think the person is selling it on a. What's the sell on there? Amazon's uh, trying to pull a fast one there. Yeah. Just just buy every copy for eight quid on a uh, CEX and then uh, sell <laughs> them on sell Amazon. Fucking hell, crime traveller. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you very much for coming on the show. That's I'll, right, I'll let you it's get been... on back on with your life. No, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a blast. I've really enjoyed myself. Oh, I must admit, at first, I thought, you know what? I feel like it's going to be a bit shit because after you've had, you know, the guy from Alistair and, and the guy from Weeters and, you know, B. Arnold, and, you know, but with actual talent, uh, <laughs> I thought, yeah, it's going to be a bit shit with me, isn't it? <laughs> and when you asked me, I was like, this is a joke because I don't know if I've got anything fun to talk about. But I'm. It's been a proper laugh, mate. I'm so glad to be part of it, mate. We had a, we had some good conversations there. We had we we have, mate. We it's been nearly two hours. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's gone well quick. Hour and fifteen minutes. This episode's gone on for. Jesus, fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry if I lose you, listeners. I'm so sorry. I apologise. <laughs> it's alright. I didn't have any to begin with, apart, apart from you, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. When you look at it like that, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's been a blast having you on. Uh, we'd like to give you on again someday. You know, we'll have, to have like yeah. you know one day, just like both watching like a TV show and like just review yeah. it. That's what you should do, man, for your hundredth episode, a casualty watch along. Ah, oh, mate, all, all episodes back to back. Literally, it's like the world's <laughs> longest podcast. Jesus Christ! Maybe that could be a I think that should be a weekly feature. When Casualty's back, maybe if you could do like a review of the uh, following week's Casualty before the podcast, <laughs> or it could be a separate podcast. Matt's yeah. Casualty review. <laughs> Mate, I'd love it. 
But yeah, yeah, again, thank you very much for coming on. It's been emotional. That's right, mate. Yeah. No worries at all, man. There no worries at all. It's been a, been a blast. <laughs> but always remember, guys, I'm Matthew Hasam Hammond. Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>